Welcome to Boy Problems Podcast, hosted by three friends who were brought together by their heroin-addicted partners. We became each other's biggest support through some of life's toughest times. We're not licensed professionals, and nothing in this conversation is professional advice. But we hope our stories offer a glimpse into how these issues weave into our everyday lives. You're not alone. We can all get through it together. Welcome to Boy Problems Podcast. Um, It is hard to believe, but we have had this podcast out for about a year now. And something that just started out as an idea is like a real life thing that we are are still doing. So that's exciting. So we just wanted to take um, a time to like pause and reflect on, you know, everything that's happened in the last year and just see see how things have been going and what has stood out to us the most from the podcast, like maybe some of our favorite moments and, you know, things that we want to revisit or whatever it might be. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, thinking back a year ago, I was about to give birth to a baby. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was super duper pregnant. Um, and I never, like, while I believe in us women, uh, I didn't really believe now by no means are we famous and getting asked to be on <laughs> Oprah or anything like or that, which Oprah or anything. Yeah. I mean, if you're listening, we're here. Um, but you know, we do, we have a following and we have people that listen to us and we have people that, you know, write us messages or say like thank you so much for putting this out there and so to those people who listen and like to you guys like thank you for being a part of this and doing this with me and it just I think it's neat I think that we are doing a little bit of good in an area that's bad or that people typically think is bad yeah no that's really nice Mm -hmm. or just hard to get through you know it's not even I mean good and bad but it's also just hard it's a difficult place to be in with there are like so few resources which is what we talk about a lot you know so this is right I hope that it's been at least helpful for people in that regard because this I was looking for something like this you know five years ago and it didn't exist and I wish it would have um so hopefully yeah I still remember I think it was like back in like June of 2019 like we were having one of our lunches in the food court it was like right around the time that like shit was hitting the fan with Jake and we were just like man what do people who don't have this like what do they do like who do they talk to about this or like just the conversations we would have at lunch we're like what if we like turn this into something and like find a way to like turn our our pain and the things we've learned like into something good um, and, you know, I feel like it was kind of fun to just like play around with the idea and, um, we're like, yeah, we're going to do this, but there was still a little like question mark, like, are we really going to do it? But then we, you know, got some gear and figured things out and then it was still like, <laughs> really oh my gosh, we're doing it. And, um, I knew we would for sure get through several episodes because Elise was like adamant about it. Like, guys, we are doing this. Um, and 
And so, yeah, we started doing it. And like in November is when we released the first episode. And now here we are. What is it? Like 36 episodes in or something. So. Yeah, we're probably close to 40 because we have a couple of bonus ones. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And so then we carry that on through. I mean, relapse, two babies, relapses. A, a breakup, a get, getting back together. A global a pandemic. Overdose, yeah. A couple overdoses. Yeah. A pandemic. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And it's insane. Oh my all God, stuff that's in, a in a year. In a year, all the stuff that's happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We need to post that on our Instagram. Like, all the things that happened in a year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, you just wouldn't believe it. You wouldn't believe it. Especially yeah. 2020, man. But. Well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I think it's crazy that we've maintained this. I mean, we kind of were talking before we started recording that it's just like life, so much has happened and we've maintained doing this. I think it just goes to show that like, no matter what all the other stuff going on is like, this is always going to be something that we need to talk about in some way or some in some shape or form. So it's just interesting that, you know, to kind of think back on all the other things that have gone on and how we've maintained this and you know it's been important to to all of us and so i think that yeah just it just is a reflection of this work i mean you know recovery like the addiction and recovery piece is just so ingrained in our lives and it doesn't just like stop because other things are are happening um and so i think that is a big part of why we are able to keep up with it because it's like well, this is naturally happening anyway. We need to be able to talk about it and share these things. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, very cool. So, um, are there any kind of reflecting? Are there any episodes uh, that stand out to you guys? Um, one of the first episodes that stands out to me was our like "What the fuck" episode. I think that was. <laughs> the episode I still haven't listened to that episode. it was our second episode and I remember leaving your house Elise and calling Alex because I knew that Alex was a little bit more um hesitant about sharing some of the things and on my drive home I was just all of a sudden like getting a lot of anxiety and I called her and I'm like what did we do did we share too much like are we exploiting these things like what are people gonna going to think and like that was really the only episode where I felt a little like panicked afterwards I think it was just the first time of like I don't know putting so much out there and realizing like oh it's out there and I can't just like take it back or how are people going to you know view me for the things I've said or are they going to understand the reasoning for sharing this what if it's misinterpreted and so Mm -hmm. I don't know that's so interesting. You, yeah, you two are very similar in that way. Yeah. Um, you were I'm like, more of an extreme. I love this. We are, mm-hmm. Yes, this is awesome. I don't listen yeah. to the episodes. So. Yeah, BPP uh, crew, just so you know, <laughs> Alex ne- has never listened to an episode back. I have, <laughs> just n- not a lot of them. <laughs> That's funny. I think, so you, Elise, you've listened to every single one of them, right? Um, Correct. And I've listened to everyone like the night before it comes out, but I've never gone back and like revisited an episode. And I think part of that is because at this point, like, I don't want to hear what I said a year ago. 
Um, mm. Because I know I have a little like some issues with like perfectionism and like being critical of myself. So I'm like worried if I go back and listen to like what I said a year ago, I'll be like, oh my God, why did I say that? That was so dumb. Oh my gosh. Like, oh, so you mean like being perfect, like being perfect on the podcast, not necessarily like like holding yourself to your one year ago's ideas and thoughts. I think it's twofold. I think Mm -hmm. the one, the way being perceived is one part of like going back and judging like, Oh, why did you say that? Or the number of times you said like, or or whatever. (laughs) Um, But then also maybe judging the things that I like said about the behaviors I did, like, Oh, I I shouldn't have made that choice or, you know, obviously hindsight is 2020, you know, things diff, like what I know now is different than what I knew at the time. And so I'd have to like, remember that, but I feel like I would maybe be hard on myself for some of the things I was like doing at that time. Mm -hmm. And then I think the other part is like, there was a stretch of months, like during this time that we're like sucky and I don't really want to revisit like listening to the times like where I cried or rehashing the like episode where Jake and I like broke up. So that's another reason for avoiding re-listening, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't like to, I don't, this is, I just don't like to share. And so for me, like a coping mechanism is I just pretend like this isn't being listened to by anyone. So if I don't listen to it, (laughs) no one's listening to it and so I feel like I can share I don't get nervous and I can just be honest yeah yeah well whatever works yeah Yeah. I might one time like I might one day I mean there have been some episodes that I've really like I've left the conversation feeling really energized and like really really loving yeah Um, what are the ones that what are those that stand out for you Last, last, uh, our last episode with Dr. Greer was, um, one of my all time favorites. I mean, that was just like, it was just so cool. Um, I really enjoyed our, um, anonymity one as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Our therapist. Um, and then uh, I, I enjoyed, um, I oh the Randy Randy's um and Darlene there oh, yeah. yeah okay <laughs> yeah Randy's yeah. episode um yeah I don't know the ones where you we get to meet different people and talk about different uh, Bruce Perkins was also really interesting to me um so yeah the ones where we can like talk to other people and kind of get a different side of this or just see how this is impacting other people's lives I just really like I like to hear it's not the, it's never the same right and there are so many different ways like to impact this disease like you know through interventions or as a doctor or you know as a therapist that's dealing with couples that are going through this I mean there's just so many different perspectives so I just like learning about those so yeah now, the anonymity is one that stood out for me because um, I, I just feel like that was such a good representation of like the struggle that is around like that topic and how the three of us can all have such different perspectives on it and really how like it's on a spectrum and we sort of like move along it. Like I remember during that episode, I was sort of on the end of like, Ooh, no, I would not put myself out there right now because of the situation. 
And Alex, you were like more open to the idea than I think I've ever heard you be. Mm -hmm. Um, And now it's like, but today I think I would maybe be more open if like we revisited that discussion, I would maybe be more open to like the idea of like using our real names or something. So I don't know. It's like a, this continuum where it's constantly like moving, but so that I liked, I liked that discussion a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. How do you guys feel about anonymity now a year later? I go back and forth. <laughs> I don't know. Elise, do you have a clear? Yeah. I, I kind of don't. So I will say that I, um, all of you know that I'm a mom. So I posted in my local mommy group. I just on a whim, I think I asked you too, if you cared and I don't think you guys cared. Um, And I posted in the mommy group. I had so many likes and so many, um, comments of I went through the same thing thank you for doing this like blah 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 and it that gave me so much um uh I don't know it just gave me a lot of really good feelings that like I am doing something good and that we we do speak to people and people who may be in hiding or who are uncomfortable um it was amazing to me how many people it, I, I don't even, was it 60 or 90 comments on my one post? I mean, it was really stupid, like for me. Mm-hmm. And it was just a really nice thing that people were saying, like, thank you. I've been through this or I can't wait to listen. Like, oh, I need to tell my friend she's going through this. Mm-hmm. And so I think for that, like, I almost want to say, like, I'm ready to come out of the closet mm-hmm. because my fear of being discovered like, could I help more people than, than the negative image? Because honestly, I don't give a fuck. Like, why do I care? Like, Mm -hmm. he, you know, my husband's a heroin addict, but he's been in recovery for five years. So eat me. I I don't really know. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What about you, Alex? Oh, um, I'm, I'm more with it these days. Um, (laughs) Uh, here's the thing i think 2020 has like rubbed me down to like the a nub of a person (laughs) that i no longer care (laughs) no seriously i i don't i i just think that i mean just so much has happened and like put things in perspective that i don't care as much i mean what am i protecting yeah right this is just who i am this is my life this is the truth i mean my my husband isn't a bad person i'm not a, a bad person like this is just the life and like i just am less i just care less about i look i've seen people act really foolish on social media these like this year <laughs> it's like there's nothing <laughs> yeah yeah so there's no room to judge there's nothing that like no there's nothing to be ashamed of there's nothing like this is just real life and like while I'm not there's no one I mean maybe it also helps that I've been physically at work or with my co-workers for 11 months um but I don't I don't find myself like I used to go back to like well I wouldn't want my boss to know and it's like well I've heard my boss's theory on masks so I really don't care what he thinks about like (laughs) 
<laughs> you know what I mean? I just, I just feel like I don't care as much what people think as, as I did a year ago. Yeah. Um, and I, I've seen the way that it's helping. And if we could have more of an impact just being ourselves, then I'm fine with that. Right. Or like have a bigger reach. I think that's mm-hmm. one of the motivators for like me wanting to, you know, be out there is that it would allow us to like potentially reach more people like in our own circles and, and things like that. Um, but then I also start to get nervous of like, well, I can't really like pick and choose then like who it is, is hearing like I have no control over that. Um, We've been talking about this. Yeah. Con- yeah. Control. Coming back to the topic of control. Um, and then there is the other piece though, like uh, figuring out like how Jake Charlie and Steve all feel out feel about it because I feel like Jake sometimes goes back and forth where there's some times when I've asked him and he's like oh yeah I don't wouldn't care if it was on there then other times he's like I don't know we most recently talked about it and he I feel like was feeling more about like you know I feel like it's important to like show like that you can be in recovery and like own like this is who I am so I feel like he's getting more down like that direction um so yeah I feel I think that's always the thing that I go back to is like it's not just like my own story and like if I'm using my real name it's very easy to like trace it back to who I'm talking about yeah I think that's with Steve too uh you know, Steve's name is relatively unique. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and so uh, he, uh, I think that's his, his uh, hang up is even when he is in an anonymous meeting, he is not anonymous. Mm-hmm. Like there's a million Joes, there's a million Jakes, there's a million Charlies, but like he is yeah. him, his name. And so he's not anonymous. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Has Charlie said anything about know. it? I don't think he cares. I don't, he doesn't really care much at all the whole time. Um, he, po- yeah, he posts on social media like with his tags, and I mean, people yeah, know he's, he's yeah. in recovery. Yeah, so I think he's pretty comfortable with it. But yeah, so so maybe this is an offline conversation we need to like tie up, ladies. Yeah. Oh my god, I, like I can't even believe it. <laughs> Uh, okay let's think on it let's sleep on it okay yeah maybe we should get um sue back in the mix yeah <laughs> yeah she would die probably yeah. mm. <sighs> man yeah. um you mentioned earlier bruce perkins like standing out mm-hmm. as part of you know people we've interviewed and that was one that stands out to me because it was that episode i remember he he's he talked about like throwing a lifeline to people. Like you wouldn't just let them drown. You would at least like try and reach out. Like you can't like force anybody to do anything. Um, and at that time that we were recording, it had been a couple weeks since I had talked to Jake last. And, um, and that was partly because the last time I had reached out, he, you know, did the whole thing of like, Oh yeah, I'm ready to get help. I'll call you. And then he didn't. And when he did call, he was asking for money and, he was like, no, I can't do that. Um, and so something about just like talking to Bruce 
like inspired me that day to just be like, you know what, I'll just call and leave a voicemail. And it's not going to be anything like, you need to go get help or let me help you. It's just going to be like, hey, I'm checking in on you. You know, I've been thinking about you. Hope you're okay. Like, have had some stuff going on with my family. Would like to, you know, obviously like to share stuff with you. Um, And then that's when he, I was surprised, like called back and was just like, hey, this is like crazy timing. Can we meet? And that is then what, you know, led into um, basically that, you know, finding out that day that everything was blowing up at work. He was about to get kicked out of the halfway house. Like the walls were like caving in. And then he was like, I I am really ready this time to like go get help. And so I, I just will kind of always associate, I think that Bruce episode, like with that timing. So that stands out yeah yeah an episode for me that stands out um another one is lizzie's story she is a good friend of ours but um to share about uh her husband's suicide attempt and pulling him down off the ceiling and the infidelity while she was pregnant or whatever it was um it just was very humbling that we invited her to share a part of her story and that she was open and felt very comfortable sharing it not only with us but with everybody and so I think um it kind of just goes to like the uh, there's the self selfish selflessness of of her like I um she's been a guest many times and she she is a friend so um does that, that that episode really sticks with me and just her friendship I, I have enjoyed well and she was like wasn't she our first like guest outside of like us or the boys like our first person outside of oh she might have it was been. very early on so but and like you said like we've known her for a long time but it was you know different to hear the whole story at one time like in a conversion because oh. generally we're you know it was like we you hear all of this as it's happening over the course of months and years and it's you know we have a Wednesday night meeting and it's like oh this little part is shared and then three months later something else happens but to just like hear it all together um was just like a reminder of you know how much they've gone through and like all the work they're doing and you know I think that's just shows a lot of you know the growth on her part and his as well so and then it led into her helping us out while Alex was on maternity leave. And so that was awesome. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. I think, and I know you weren't a part of this one, but the sex one for me was fun. Alex was glad I she think... wasn't a part of it. So. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I know. I know. I was like eight, but I... nine months pregnant and not having sex. So. <laughs> <laughs> I just think you know not a lot of people tell their truth about sex and uh you know in addiction yeah I don't think a lot of it happens <laughs> so I think just sharing that when people like talk to me about that or whatever I'm like no dude we didn't have sex for two years he was high like no and I just you know that episode just kind of stuck with me because I think it probably people relate to yeah. it more but they don't want to talk about it Mm -hmm. and so for me um I think that's yeah that's a good point because like 
I mean, in our family group, which is, you know, awesome for the support and talking about things like we never talk about like the intimacy part though, because there's only a handful of us in the group at a time who are like in a relationship. It's a lot of, you know, parents or other relationships. Um, And so I do feel like that is kind of a topic that is missing, but is a, a big piece when you're like going through this of like how it affects people. And then you, like we talked about in the episode, sort of the like long-term effects that it has um, in dealing with that. Right. So it was, right. I think, even though it was awkward to talk about, although I don't remember it actually being as horrible as I thought it would be. I think the anticipation <laughs> leading up to it was worse. Um, I do think it was, yeah. you know, I'm glad we did it. Any more for you, Alex? That that kind of hit all my top episodes. Um, Actually, you listed off quite a few. Yeah. I think, what about, like, where we are, like, just, like, thinking through the, the cycle of addiction and, like, how fast things can change in addiction. So, like, for both Liz and I, you know, this time last year, it was way different for our addict yeah so like our our recovering person spouse and so much happened in that time that I just think like it would might be cool to talk about that and like how you know while things can seem really really bad for a while or for a few months like they can change really quickly and they can get back on track and on the other side of that they can you know things can go bad very quickly and that's like the nature of the disease but i think we've we've hopefully shown that through the year you know like with all of our updates our personal things about how i mean you've seen you know like i got pregnant and then 4 months later my my husband you know relapsed and then he he like got himself together and then we had a baby and things have been you know like things it's just like you kind of have seen how life happens with addiction um that might be something interesting to talk about for a little bit yeah well and I think also like in the midst of like active addiction like all the chaos and during relapse like there are so many things that can that happen in a small period of time like you know listing off the things it seems like oh my gosh, you would expect that to happen over the course of a, a whole year. And so to look back and be like, oh, that was actually in this time period um, and how far then things come from it is kind of interesting to like reflect on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems like my experience with addiction is that things can be very dramatic and happen very quickly, but then like it's just a short time. You know, that's going to been our life like – since charlie got into recovery or treatment in the beginning it's been you know longer and longer bouts of sobriety with relapses here and there but like i've I've probably said it i've said it a million times to you guys it's like you know 98 percent of the time everything is normal and fine and then the right. other two percent it's like it's a shit show you know mm-hmm. and it's like it's like that fraction gets more normal over over the years 
but that's kind of how it feels like yeah it's like it's awful for the two days of a relapse like as you're getting through that getting you know working through all of that and then getting like he's getting back on track but then a week later you know he's back at meetings and things are working out and you know there's some apprehension there's there's definitely stuff happening still but like it just like it can just be that quick mm-hmm. or it can be uh, prolonged but right or it's it can, like that, yeah, you but, just never really know but mm-hmm. but even still i mean within a year um you know jake kind of went through all of that and now has been sober for how long yeah. and you know so it's like a lot can change a lot of a lot of work. I mean, I just hope that, like, I just think that the thought of quitting a drug you're addicted to can be so daunting. And it can feel like it's going to take so long. But when you really, like, look at other people's recovery stories, like, it doesn't have to take that long to, like, make a lot, a big difference. I mean, obviously, it's it's a lifelong commitment to working mm-hmm. on. But you can change your life pretty quickly, you know, if you commit to doing it. So that's just what I think. Oh yeah. I mean, what about, what about us? What about you? I mean, Mm -hmm. the work that we, as the, the loving one, you know, the weird work that we have to do, the things that we have had to change, like Alex, I know with you, like the, you know, now you have a baby to take care of and Mm -hmm. X, Y, Z. So there was just like a part of controlling his recovery that you've let go. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah and thankfully because it was really exhausting you know i don't think it was helping either of us but right mm-hmm. yeah i think that's... and i mean oh yeah and then liz i mean you broke up with jake i mean there probably was never in a million years did you think that you'd break up you know and it was just he was like i'm out and you're like it's yeah. over and i think that was um a good lesson in you know, sometimes of like having to like let things go. Like I, I could no longer at that point, like force the relationship to like be what I wanted it to be and to like make him get into recovery at that time and do all of these things. And it was like, you know, holding on to it so much was like only hurting like myself and pro- I guess probably our relationship as well. Um, and so really once I like let go, um, you know, it left him to flail, flail and get in a place where then like he came to terms on his own of like, this isn't how I want to live. And like, he had to make that decision for him rather than like me forcing it on him. Um, and I think it also like helped show me that, you know, like letting things go. And like, if it's meant to be, it will come back around or it might look different and, you know, end up being a good thing for us and sort of like a a reset of having that time apart. Um, And even after, like once he went to recovery, but we weren't living together for a little while, like figuring out, you know, just like boundaries or like looking back on, old behaviors and patterns and like being able to recognize like, okay, we want to stop doing those things. Um, so, I mean, it was miserable during the time. I'm not going to say like, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm glad we <laughs> through it. I mean, I guess in a way I'm, I'm glad, but I certainly like was not at the time. Yeah. Yeah. So 
What a wild Yeah, year. we're actually coming up on, we're just a few days away from like when we broke up, when I left him at the, uh, the bus stop. <laughs> oh yeah, that was like right before Thanksgiving. Yep, yeah. it was the week before Thanksgiving. Because I remember mm-hmm. like, you know, then going into like Thanksgiving and the holidays and everything just felt so, ugh. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we'll see. So where do you guys think we'll be next this time next year? What do you think we'll be? I think we'll still be uh, in quarantine, Zooming these things. I hope oh not. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. Surely at some point in 20, be- we'll be in person <clears throat> together again. Hopefully. I yeah, think so. that'd be nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, by then we'll have all gotten it, so we can just <laughs> be together and it won't matter. <laughs> there you <Yeah>. go. <laughs> yeah. At some point. And who knows? Maybe uh Liz, you'll be Ego Prego. How about that? Maybe. You never know. Could there be three boy problem podcast babies? Yeah. Just, no more babies for this girl over here. No, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah, I've changed my tune. I definitely want I definitely want to. Do baby. you? That's mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, that is a change in tune, but that's exciting. Yeah, but then when I think about being pregnant, like I, the thing is though, like now that I've gone through it, I, I realize how short of a time it is. Yeah. Like it's I can in handle. The I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but so, but not not this time next year. It'll be like the next year. Okay. Well, we'll see. <laughs> I need like I need daycare to be not. Uh, a mortgage payment before I can have another kid dude <laughs> tell me about it yeah so yeah but yeah all right well cool well happy one year podversary guys yeah yay for boy problems podcast and thank you everyone for coming along on this journey with us we're so excited to hopefully be a little part of your lives uh, if you have any questions for us or want to connect, uh, or heck, if you want to be a guest, we're here for it. Hello at boyproblemspod.com. Thanks for tuning in to Boy Problems Podcast. If you enjoyed today's discussion, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to this episode. Find us on social media, and if you have questions or ideas for topics, email us at hello at boyproblemspod.com.